Hey folks, this is David opposing the Matrix. We are uh, <clears throat> we're on a new format here, and uh, uh, it'll take a couple of three minutes to explain what's going on here. Um, I was using another um, program called Melon when I got online here, and um, here I don't have to read for a little while. Uh, well, I got online here, and um, it failed me a number of times, and I can't deal with that, nor can I excuse it. So uh, what I've done is I've got a new program called <clears throat> EVMUX, E-V-M-U-X, it's spelled. And I'm trying it out to see how it works. Well, it better work because I paid for it. So um, <clears throat> anyway, so we're, we're giving it a bang here and then see what happens. And um, we'll go from there. But uh, last week, I... Uh, I tried to to use Melon to record a, a radio show, the one I'm going to do tonight, and uh, <clears throat> it failed me right in the middle. It it's kind of intricate to explain, but when you're on like this, there are things that you can run, like uh, share screens and stuff like that. And when I did that, it would cut me off, and when it cut me off, it cuts everything off. Okay, so. Um, this format that I have here, I think is going to work a little better because it'll allow me to watch what's going on while it's going on and, um, and to share things directly from my computer so I can download a video and show it instead of you going to a tab up, uh, you know, in, in Google or whatever. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's what we're doing tonight. I was <laughs> to tell you the truth. When you do a two hour show and you get to an hour and 45 minutes and all of a sudden the thing starts caught, recording black you know it's it's not a good thing so um and i got tired of it you know and it was far enough into the plan where i was going to have to order it again anyway and and i wasn't going to spend money to get ticked off so to speak you know again and again and again so i've um, got a new background here as you can see i put some shelves up i've got all of our books out here um, it goes way up right to the ceiling here behind me and and over uh, that that way yeah away from the printers because when this shows on on the screen it's going to show me pointing towards the yeah okay it, yeah, it's weird I don't know you'll figure it out <laughs> but tonight we're going to talk about cyborgs replacing humans okay and if there is see if there's any scriptural proof in it I think there is I think you can find anything in scripture if you look hard enough. Okay. And not things that you want to find, but things that are actually there. Okay. Um, I'm a little concerned about this whole cyborg thing with uh, Yuval Harari over there uh, in the WEF talking about how uh, humans could be hackable and how um, they'll be able to not only read our minds in the future, but to control our thoughts. And he's also talking about um, living forever and how we can change or take our consciousness and put it into a computer. Uh, here's a guy that doesn't believe that you have a conscience, but he wants to take it out and put it in a computer. So you explain that to me. Um, I don't think the soul is transferable. One thing, you know, for one thing. And But, uh, you know, you could have it replaced with something from another entity, which is what we call possession. And I'm going to change this a little, folks, because I can imagine it would drive you crazy. Because what I'm doing is I'm looking over here at the camera, but now I just moved it. So hopefully that's better. So 
Anyway. Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're talking about all this stuff and how they're going to change the DNA and make us into something better. And um, I'm sorry, but I, I'm not. No, I'm not sorry. I like being a human. I, <laughs> I was born a human. I want to die a human. And when I come back with Yeshua, I want to come back a human because um, he's coming back as a human. Okay. And we're coming back with him and I want to be that. Um, so uh, I like my 46 chromosomes. I really do. And um, I don't need an extra one or one less or whatever in order to make myself uh, accept the lie that Satan gave in the garden. You'll live forever. Sorry, I don't believe that. I, I mean, I know I'll live forever up with Yeshua. Um because uh, scripture says that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and all things are new. So in a sense, believers in Yeshua have become new creatures. Okay, we've had that soul or that um, DNA change or whatever you want to call it. Keeping our 46 DNAs, but having the ones that are in there already, uh, all the chromosomes working correctly like they were meant to yeah yeah we still get sick and, and stuff and we live in a fallen world but uh, we're something special bible says we're peculiar and that doesn't mean weird it means it's set apart if you look at uh, go to the um if you go to the uh, 1828 uh, webster's dictionary which i go to all the time um it, it's really good at explaining things uh like, for instance, like the word, uh, uh, let's see, uh, where Noah, both Noah and, um, and Adam were told to um, replenish the earth. Well, yeah, nowadays replenish means to fill again, but back then it just meant to fill. Okay, so to, when you take it as to fill again, you have all these knuckleheads running around saying that, oh, yeah, well, you know, there was a civilization on Earth before and, and that, you know, you're supposed to, we're supposed to make the Earth, uh, you know, it, it's just crazy. It really is. And, um, you know, that's my opinion. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so, I don't know. It's, when you change words around, you start changing meanings around. When you change meanings around, you, you know, that, this is exactly what happened in, uh, during the Holocaust. And yes, there really was a Holocaust back in the 40s, uh, late 30s, early 40s. Um, yeah, if you're going to go kill people, you can't really do it because that's against the law. It's against world opinion and everything else. But if you say the people are not people anymore, that they're more akin to animals. Yeah, well, animals you can kill, right? So that's why they were killing so many people or how they got away with. I should say they were killing it because they were. Uh, no, I'm not going to use that term. Sorry. Um, anyway. So. Oh, uh, what's going on in the news or <laughs> this crazy, stupid world we're living in? Um, we got our El Presidente over there in Washington. If he is in Washington, some people think he's not. Some people think that he's not him. You're going to see that tonight in one of the videos we're going to watch. But um, what's happening with him? We're giving away more money to Ukraine when people here are starving and barely making it and going into their savings accounts in order to uh, to make to, to live and using their credit cards to live on. You know, it's it's bonkers. But um, this is what the New World Order is all about. It's not about us anymore, folks. It's not. A, it's about uh, who they want to bamboozle. And um, and uh, it's quite clear that Ukraine is a, is a New World Order country. As a matter of fact, one of their ministers back uh, last year 
when they were the, all this stuff came to be, and uh, and the, and the defecation hit the rotary oscillator. Um, all of a sudden, she comes out and says, well, we're fighting for the New World Order. And I'm like, well, thank you for letting us know. <laughs> I think we knew that already, a lot of us, but uh, thank you for letting us know. Uh, by the way, folks, there's an ice emergency tonight um, here in uh, Western Oregon. And uh, if, we co- if we go off the air, well, that's something I can't help. I can't buy software to keep that from happening. But if we go off the air, then you'll understand. All right. I hope. Anyway. Um so that just popped up on the screen uh, while I was uh, talking to you. And uh, <clears throat> so so this whole thing has been going on for many years. Um, this this whole New World Order stuff, this Agenda 2030, Agenda 2040, or no, 2020, Agenda 2020, Agenda 2030. I have no doubt that there's an Agenda 2040 because the New World Order seems to like the number 10. <laughs> and uh, so anyway... Um, so where do we go from here? Okay. They want to reduce population. They want to depopulate Earth, and they're doing a pretty good job at it. Um, we're already getting warnings now that there's another pandemic coming. Okay. I seriously doubt it. Oh, that it's a real pandemic anyway. It's probably something manufactured. Probably not in Wuhan this time. It's probably somewhere uh, in Eastern Europe, I would say. You know, one of the Baltic states. Not in Ukraine because Ukraine because the Russians have taken those all out. Um, anybody that thinks that the Russians are the bad guys in this war, well, you know, anybody that invades another country is not exactly a good guy. But why are they invading? invading? Sorry, folks. We have dogs, and they like to bark at anything that's outside, <laughs> unless it's something that's menacing, and then they're quiet. Uh, but. Um, yeah, so these uh, the Russians went in there to destroy all the um, bio labs that were being set up by the West in Ukraine, and Ukrainians and the Russians don't get along, and they would be the Russians would be the first ones that the Ukrainians would use the um, the bio weapons on. So uh, anyway, it doesn't take rocket science to figure out you know that they're they're both aggressors in one way or another, but. Um, and it appears to me, my opinion, that the Russians are basically um, cleaning up a Nazi regime that's existed in Ukraine for a while now. So, um, you know, you can argue if you like, but uh, that's what makes us a thriving society is we disagree with one another and then we, we talk about things. So, um, so that's been going on. And what else? Well, without much further ado, We've been on for 11 minutes already. Boy, this is nice. It's got a really big time thing up here. It lets me know how long we've been on the air. The other one I had to always search for. You know, I was like, where is it? Uh, so, you know, the New World Order, the, the World Economic Forum, whatever you want to call them these days, um, the elites, uh, the shadow governments, uh, the deep state, <laughs> they have so many names and, and names that I can't even say on here because... Uh, because it's it's foul language and I really don't want to use that kind of language but um, okay uh, I'm sorry I, I got caught up looking at something on the screen this is all brand new to me um, but they like to reveal themselves the, the, the New World Order the Illuminati especially um, like to show off their plans because it's kind of an in your face to people 
you know, especially to the white hats and, and the good people of this world. It's uh, they like to assert their authority and show it and show their authority by showing the things that they're doing. And sometimes they, they reveal these things ahead of time uh, to certain people, not to the whole society or else we'd rebe- rebe- rebel and, um, and kill all the Illuminati. But um, this pandemic or supposed pandemic uh, that, that went around the world. Um, we we found we if we if you watch the X Files, uh, let me let me give you a little uh, roundabout about the X Files. My my wife and I like the X Files. We we watch them every day over and over again just because it's a really good series and we like it. And um, <clears throat> back in two thousand and eighteen, when the new X Files came out with the older Molder, ah, the older Molder, I like that, and uh, the older Scully. Uh, an episode came out where they revealed uh, the plans, basically, of the New World Order, probably for the next 10 years from that date, which was 2018. Let's just say 12 years, because that would bring us up to 2030, right? So I'm going to go ahead and play this, okay? And hopefully, God be willing, and the creek don't rise, this is going to work, okay? And, um, and then we'll go from there. So here we go. Now, this is the X-Files. Um, season no what was it 11 in 2018 2018 and you'll see here hold on here we go he has been making claims claims about what you and everyone you know has a piece of dna in your genome put there without your knowing it put there by whom well that's the question of the day this is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. You say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. How it's being triggered. I don't know that either. Or why it's happening now. What can we possibly do? We need to act quickly. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about the science. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. But it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. We have to figure this out. What's wrong with the science? Okay. The Spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. Removes the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay, so how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas9. RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly, but in this instance used as a weapon. The ultimate weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet, to kill everyone but the chosen by tampering with their DNA. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Our own government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine a government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. 
driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent, or cruel, or efficient. By severe drought, brought on by weather wars, conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high-altitude electromagnetic waves. In a state of perpetual war, to create problem, reaction, solution scenarios to distract, enrage, and enslave American citizens at home with tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose, the corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes. And the final takeover begins. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. What will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. An invasion of the U.S. The Russians tried it in 47. Pretty interesting, huh? Well, that was nice how that seamlessly ended that video and just came right back to me. I love this program already. Uh, wonderful um yeah boy did that lay it all out or what and i think that if most of americans had been watching the x-files at that time when that pandemic started they would have been woken up right away but people are too comfortable doing their, what they want to do and not caring about tomorrow it's uh, unfortunate that uh, critical thinking is uh, so absent in the american society um but You'll notice, too, that I think right after this season of the X-Files, it didn't come back. So maybe, uh, and I'd really like to um, find out if uh, whoever wrote this uh, script is still alive or not. Uh, maybe I'll look that up, and, and in the next show we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. But, um, yeah, it was quite interesting. Now, the, the world is starting to wake up to this stuff. It's it's really, especially with all the people that are dying now. It's uh, I've been reading stuff that's really heartbreaking. You know, one guy wrote, hey, you know, I'm, he's still in high school, and he said that three or four, or four of his best friends had all passed away in their sleep, you know, and um, I don't know. It's even sad to talk about it anymore. You know, I just... I don't know. I I, I got to change the subject here. Um, anyway, uh, what I'm going to play next is a, a video called "A Cry for Help," or excuse me, <laughs> "A Cry for Freedom," and it's put out uh, by a, an organization that's called um, Stop World Control. Very good sites online, by the way, if you want to go to Stop World Control. It's it's actually starting to become one of the better sites that 
has all the information that you need. And um, I highly recommend them. If you've got to go somewhere, go there. <laughs> uh, along with uh, Natural News and Rapture Ready or, you know, you name the site. There's uh, probably 15 or 20 good ones out there that you can go to and find all this stuff out. So uh, this is a long video, so I'm going to ramble on for a little bit while you maybe go to the bathroom or uh, brew yourself up some coffee or hot chocolate or, uh, you know, pop yourself some popcorn. I hate using that phrase because uh, that, what is it, uh, that QAnon thing now, they, they're saying that a lot. Not that I, I'm debunking QAnon, I'm not, but there's a, there's a lot to QAnon that is less to, leaves less to be desired. Um, and it's because it's been infiltrated by cult groups and stuff like that. But um, this video we're going to watch is uh, this, it's out of uh, Denmark, actually, that I think the organization is. Um, the guy's name ends in S-E-N, so it's either Danish or Norwegian. Okay. And it's really good. It's uh, He goes on to explain a lot of things. And there's one particular thing in there that talks about, they're trying to talk about cyborgs and how they can make them lifelike and look like us, you know. And um, it shows a lot of differences in, in Joe Biden, okay, between the old Joe Biden and the new Joe Biden. And if, it's pretty convincing. Unless Joe Biden had plastic surgery on every part, every identifier in his body or on his face or so, so to speak, that... Uh, that can make you look like you've changed, okay? And if he's had plastic surgery like that, then you know, that's a different story. But one of the things the guy points out in his skull structure, you cannot change the skull, okay? I guess you could in some Frankensteinish sort of way, but um, it doesn't. Uh, by the way, if you're, you're looking at my family crest back there, that's the Rafino family crest uh, from Italy, and um, I keep forgetting this camera's for, oh I'll show you some other time I got the Von Lang one from Germany and um, and one of these days I'm going to get my wife's because she's got uh, some really far back uh, English and uh, Scottish and uh, and French of all things so yeah so that's funny um, I got to share this with you because We've always talked in the delusion resistance about how um, you can open doors up and it can affect your family. Um, so I shouldn't laugh when I say this, but I have—I had an uncle. He's—he's he's in heaven now. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm hoping anyway. And um, his life was quite interesting. Um, you know, he had like five wives. Uh, he was never happy with life. He was. Uh, he was a womanizer. He was a, when he was younger. He was a drug addict and everything else. It's like everything that you could do wrong in this life, he's done it. So, except he never went to jail or killed anybody or anything else. And um, so you always wondered how how somebody's family can be so messed up. And then when you looked at his father, and his father was kind of a messed up individual. Uh, his grandfather was kind of nice, but sometimes this thing skipped generations. Okay. Well, I followed his genealogy all the way back, and guess who the last person I got to, or maybe the first person, if you wanted to look, the guy was a Knights Templar. And I'm like, oh boy, howdy, now I know how his family got so messed up. Because you see, if you have an activity in your family that you're doing that is not a good thing, 
then it can pass on to your generations. Because what does it say in um, in Exodus? Yahweh says um, he had, he's a merciful God, and uh, but he says he visits the um, the sins of the fathers on the sons up into four generations, and but showing grace and infinite mercy to those that love him, and excuse me and um but so you go okay four generations so he should have been a knight's templar and then his uh son grandson and great-grandson right well no because if the son gets into something weird that extends another generation and if the grandson uh, does that extends another gen starts the process all over again all over okay so it's it's interesting how we were I, in my, even in my book about um, about uh, alien abduction, uh, I talk about that about how opening up doors or portals that other entities can come in and start messing your life up, or get into your life or get into you. And uh, speaking of to people that well, well we'll let that one go for right now, um, but um, the interesting thing is that. Uh, if you're if you call yourself a Christian, you're playing with Ouija boards or tarot cards or um, or you're a womanizer. You sleep around all the time, and or you're a um, habitual drunk, a habitual drug addict, or something like that. Then um, those are things that open up doors for the enemy to get into your life, and. Uh, it could be some simple things too, but uh, if you don't stop the things that you're doing it just perpetuates okay and if you don't if you die and not repent repent means to turn around then it just it just perpetuates your your offspring okay um so if you love your children and you love your grandchildren and you're doing something that's wrong and you're calling yourself a christian um if you have the uh the the, the looks of a christian but you deny the power thereof um you know, you can't serve God and mammon is what Yeshua said. So uh, anyway, knock it off and, and get right with Yeshua. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is you've probably been to the bathroom or made your popcorn or whatever it is I, you know, said it might be wise to do. And um, now I'm going to show you this video. This video is, um, I think, 57 minutes long. But it's really good. It's got a lot of good content in it, especially the Joe Biden stuff. Um, but he talks he talks about a lot of things in this video that uh, are plaguing our society nowadays, are happening because of uh, their their consequences that our society's paying because we've done things wrong. Um, but it also talks about the elites and stuff like that. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start this, and I will be back in a few minutes. Um, you know, maybe five at the most, and uh, then we'll go from there. Okay, so. Here we go. Okay, it was starting. Hold on a second. What you're about to see in this video is absolutely mind-blowing. I really hope that you will take the time to watch till the end because as you watch you will understand. 
that not only your life and the life of your beloved ones, but the very existence of all of humanity is at stake. And this is not an exaggeration by any means. So please sit back and watch the most important message that humanity has to hear in our time. So I want to talk to you today about the future of our species and really the future of life. We are probably one of the last generations of Homo sapiens. Within a century or two, Earth will be dominated by entities that are more different from us than we are different from Neanderthals or from chimpanzees. Because in the coming generations, we will learn how to engineer bodies and brains and minds. These will be the main products of the economy, of the 21st century economy. Not textiles and vehicles and weapons, but bodies and brains and minds. Now, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data. Those who control the data control the future, not just of humanity, but the future of life itself. Later in this video, you will see much more about this insane agenda of the World Economic Forum to submit all of humanity to the rule of cyborgs. But first, I need to show you something else that is equally bizarre and absolutely mind-blowing. This is the 46th president of the United States. They say that he is Joe Biden, the former vice president under Obama. Now what if I told you that there is something extremely weird going on with this guy? Something so bizarre that none of us could ever imagine it. Even if you're not in America, I really want to encourage you to keep watching because you will see that this is of direct relevance to everyone all over the world. Whether we're in America, Africa, Asia or Europe, it doesn't matter. Because what you're about to see shows what's really going on in governments, not only in America, but all over the world. I'll start by showing you two different interviews from Biden in 2010, and then we will compare that with an interview of Biden in 2020. But when he indicated to me he was looking for me to give me my best judgment and for him to consider it, that's good enough for me. I'm not looking for a portfolio. I'm not looking for anything other than to be able to be part of the change that this guy's been talking about. And I'm very bluntly, I've been talking about. America's back. We're at the head of the table once again. I've spoken with over 20 world leaders and uh, they all are literally um, really pleased and somewhat excited. America's gonna reassert its role in the world. Here I muted their voices so you can focus on their faces. These are portraits of both Bidens. Let's zoom in on one particular detail, the right ear. The right ear lobe from the real Biden is thick and separated from his head. The right earlobe from the new Biden is thin and connected to his head. His ear is also more angled towards the back. 
The following grayscale version of these ears highlights the significant difference even more clearly. Other portraits confirm this apparent distinction between their right ears. Let's go back to the images of the interviews. The original Biden has a birthmark on his forehead, which is absent on the forehead of the current Biden. The original Biden had sunken cheeks, while the new Biden has apple cheeks. Their eyes are particularly distinct, with different eyelids, different eye bags, different eyebrows, and a, a different expression in their eyes altogether, revealing another personality. In fact, their entire demeanor shows that these are two separate personalities. Some might say these dramatic changes are the result of plastic surgery, but that is ridiculous. Plastic surgery doesn't change the shape of the skull and doesn't alter one's posture or personality. They are clearly two different men. No matter how ridiculous or unbelievable it may seem, the conclusion is inevitable. Clearly, the current president of the United States is not the real Joe Biden. The eyes are entirely different. The eyebrows, the eyelids, the eye bags, the expression in the eyes. The ears can't even be compared. That's how distinct they are. The skull is different. His personality and demeanor is entirely different. There is no comparison between these two men. So the question is, why have they done this? Well, obviously, this actor, this imposter, had to assume the identity of Joe Biden because he was known by the American public and he needed this to be able to take the seat of the American president. But what is the agenda behind this? Why this theater for the whole world? Why are they lying to everyone? Well, if we look at what this man is doing, then we can see that he is closely working with the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum is the number one entity in our world that is pushing very hard towards global governance or a one-world government. The agenda for global governance has been pushed for decades. I'll show you a few clips. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause, but it is the awareness itself that will drive the change. And one of the ways it will drive the change is through global governance and global agreements. Type 1 civilization is a connected civilization, a single global culture, a single global language, global communication, global politics. We see this beginning now. We see it emerging all around us. Eventually, we will see the rise of a single world government. 2009 is also the first year of global governance with the establishment of the G20 in the middle of the financial crisis. The climate conference in Copenhagen is another step towards the global management of our planet. 
these measures are enacted and we continue to move forward with the G20 process, we will have the kind of global government governance that is necessary to ensure the stability and transparency of markets. The main public organization that is pushing this agenda is the World Economic Forum. On the website, we can see their detailed strategy and it includes global governance. It includes internet governance, which means that they want to establish complete control over what kind of information is allowed on the internet and what has to be censored. They also want to install worldwide digital IDs, which will be connected to vaccine passports, social credit scores and a suffocating surveillance system which will eradicate every and all personal freedom and install a totalitarian, dystopian control system which will allow no escape for anyone because it will be everywhere. In one post on the website Forbes.com, which is a very prominent website of the globalists, the World Economic Forum literally publicly makes the statement that even the thoughts, emotions and dreams of everybody living in the big cities will be recorded. That's how far they want to push their worldwide surveillance society. This article was written by Ida Auken, a young global leader of the World Economic Forum. She was strategically positioned as the Minister of the Environment in the government of Denmark. She is now aggressively pushing for the development of smart cities where this all-encompassing surveillance technology will be implemented. This was confirmed by the president of Chile who on national television openly said that 5G is able to not only read our thoughts but to actually insert thoughts and emotions talking about a dystopian nightmare la posibilidad que las máquinas puedan leer nuestro pensamiento e incluso puedan insertar pensamientos insertar sentimientos la tecnología 5G es un cambio aún mayor en nuestras vidas de lo que han significado todas las tecnologías anteriores en esta materia this president from chile is also a very passionate servant of the world economic forum and their agenda on the website stopworldcontrol.com, you can find an in-depth report that outlines the entire agenda for world domination by the World Economic Forum and their globalist allies. The agenda for world domination is nothing new. Human history saw the rise and fall of one world empire after the other. The Chinese, Greek, Roman, Spanish and British world empires all desired one thing. Submit all of humanity to their totalitarian control. Of course, they all claim to improve the state of the world, just like the World Economic Forum is doing today. And they use fancy words like sustainable development. But if you look at their agenda, it's crystal clear that they simply want to rob humanity from their voice, their identity, their rights and freedoms, and install a complete totalitarian dystopian control surveillance society, which will be literally hell on earth for humanity. One of the ways that the World Economic Forum seizes control over governments worldwide is by strategically positioning their puppets into the governments. Klaus Schwab was recorded on video bragging about how they fill cabinets all over the world. 
What we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy form. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina and uh, it's true in France now. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the president who is a young global leader, but... Klaus Schwab also brags about how they control scientists, the media, activists, and even religious leaders. We have, uh, if, if I look at our stakeholders, we have business, uh, of course, um, as a very important audience, and we have politics, we have uh, uh, continuous uh, uh, partnerships with many governments around the world, and of course we have NGOs, uh, we have trade unions, we have all those different parts. Media, of course. Media, of course, and very important um, experts and scientists and academics. Because if we are looking at the future, I think we should look at new solutions, and the new solutions will be very much driven by technological uh, developments. And we even have, uh, you even have religious leaders, right? We have religious leaders, we have social entrepreneurs, very important social entrepreneurs. Klaus Schwab says they are the ones who determine the future. Note how he talks about their role in the global governance system. This means controlling the whole world. So we have defined 15 key systems um, for the world. For example, the future, mm. shaping the future, shaping the future of um, um, digital industries, uh, shaping the future of the financial monetary system, shaping the future of health system, shaping the future of socially inclusive um, uh, countries, shaping the future of education, and I could um, go on and on. Still, the majority of the world population considers this to be fake news or a conspiracy theory. Meanwhile, Schwab openly speaks about 15 key systems they are working on that they want to impose on all of humanity without the consent of any one of us. He says they are shaping the future of healthcare, education, money and so on, every aspect of our lives. One of their most nefarious goals is to end humanity as we know it and turn every human being into a cyborg, a symbiosis between man and machine. This can sound very interesting for some people who think that it will give us superhuman abilities and it may do that to a certain degree. What they of course don't mention is that once you're hooked up to the cloud and you are controlled by artificial intelligence, you lose every and all independence, sovereignty, freedom, then you literally become a slave of a totalitarian digital surveillance network worldwide. And there's no escaping because once you have the chip in your brain, you will be monitored everywhere you go and they will be able to insert all kinds of commands into your body that will control you even beyond your consciousness. You won't even notice it.
That agenda is confirmed by a prominent spokesperson for the World Economic Forum and the United Nations, the Israeli professor Noah Yuval Harari. Listen closely to some of his insane statements. We've reached the point when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Do you realize what he's actually saying? Remember, this is a prominent spokesperson for the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, the World Health Organization and many other leading globalist entities who literally declares that people will no longer be able to choose who they elect or what they even buy in the supermarket. That era is over, he says. Whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Eventually, within 10 or 20 or 30 years, such algorithms could also tell you what to study at college and where to work and whom to marry and even whom to vote for. So according to Harari, we should no longer listen to our heart, our intuition, our experience, our own senses. But we should allow artificial intelligence to determine who to marry and who to vote for. This means a total takeover of the human soul, spirit, mind and our entire life by robots. After thousands of years during which humans were the rulers of the, of the world, authority and power will shift away from humans to computers and most humans will become economically useless and politically powerless. Already today, we are beginning to see the creation of a new class of humans, the useless class. During the 2020 Davos conference, there was a session dedicated to discussing the transition from humanity to becoming a cyborg. One of the panel members confirmed what we've heard from Harari, that technology will no longer be outside of us, but will be built deep inside of us. We're going to start the when humans become cyborg session. You know, I, I always want to be a cyborg. I'm waiting for the day <laughs> to become one. But let's see, like today, we like to really talk about the recent developments of brain-computer interface and how that's really blurring the line between man and machine. Uh, there is even like devices that can collect what you're seeing, uh, measuring your feelings either through uh, facial recognition devices, micro muscle movements and so on. Uh, these data is going to be stored somewhere, so it might be in a cloud service. I can easily imagine big tech companies having a lot of control over that data. So is that the future that's... Yeah. In another session, the CEO of Nokia said that smartphones will be built inside of our bodies. I was talking about 6G earlier, which is around 20, 2030. I would say that by then, definitely the smartphone as we 
know it today will not anymore be the usual kind of the most common interface. Wow. Many of these things will be built directly into our, our, our bodies. And that it's indeed their agenda to track us everywhere we go, everything we do, everything we buy is confirmed in this clip from the World Economic Forum. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. And of course, they always use an excuse. In this instance, they use climate change as the excuse. Yeah, we have to completely track where you go to make sure that you don't emit too much carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. But these are the guys who have been destroying our worlds from the very beginning. They are the ones who have been financing and building the construction of factories all over the world. They are the ones who have been destroying all the forests. They are the ones who have been building all the big cities, eradicating all the trees. They are the ones who have been doing everything that has been devastating the world. It's the big financial elites. And now they use the destruction that they have caused as the excuse to impose a suffocating, surveillance, tyrannical society onto all of us. Apart from implanting all kinds of technological devices and computer chips into our bodies, they are talking about genetically editing humanity, which means that it will change us at our very core. We will become GMO, genetically modified organisms. Here's what Klaus Schwab has to say about this. The difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example, it's you who are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact on yeah. your identity. Yeah. And offers certain kinds of possibilities that have to be careful about you know when you began to when you began to do that kind of gene editing some people worry that you are changing what it means to be human in the coming decades ai and biotechnology will give us godlike abilities to re-engineer life and even to create completely new life forms we are about to enter a new era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design our intelligent design. We are in the process of acquiring divine abilities, of turning us in ourselves into gods. And I mean this in the most literal sense possible. It's not a metaphor. God is the creator. His chief power is to create. He creates animals and plants and humans according to his wishes. Now we are gaining this power to create life just like God, and in a way, we even go beyond the biblical God. Because even if you believe the Bible, the only thing God managed to create are organic uh, beings. All these trees and giraffes and humans, they are just organic. But we are now trying to create inorganic entities, inorganic life forms, cyborgs, artificial intelligence, and so forth. If we succeed, and there is a very good chance we will, then very soon we will be beyond 
the God of the Bible. Humankind splitting into biological castes because uh, bioengineering gives us, for the first time in history, the ability to translate economic inequality into biological inequality. So, and then humankind splits into really different species or different biological castes. One of the things that is happening right now in the world is that you see the elite diverging from humankind as a whole and uh, already seeing beyond the horizon or on the horizon the possibility of a real split. That the future of the elite and the future of Homo sapiens, that's a different future because the elite is going to be transformed into a different kind of species. Harari has chosen a very peculiar name for a technology to edit humans. He calls it ah. Oh. B times C times D equals R, which means biological knowledge multiplied by computing power, multiplied by data, equals the ability to hack humans. Ah. This is very significant because he's a Jew, he comes from Israel, he knows Hebrew. In the Hebrew language and culture, the name of God, the creator of all life, is Ah. The full name of God is Ahweh which basically means the breath of life. He who creates all life is always present. In English, we pronounce it as Yahweh. In the Bible, you see that many people who went into a relationship with the creator of life, like Abraham, when God made a covenant with him, he added his name to the name of Abraham. And Abraham was changed in Abraham. So Ah was added to his name. Ah is the name of the Most High God, the creator of all life. B times C times D equals R, which means biological knowledge multiplied by computing power multiplied by data equals the ability to hack humans. R. We are in the process of acquiring divine abilities, of turning us in ourselves into gods. And I mean this in the most literal sense possible. It's not a metaphor. Now we are gaining this power to create life, just like God. And in a way, we even go beyond the biblical God. The fact that Harari uses the name of God for the technology to edit and to basically create a new form of life to pervert humans and make them into something controllable through digital technology shows the level of insanity of these people. It sounds like the plot of a cheap science fiction movie, but it's not a movie. It is the horrific reality of the official agenda published and promoted all over the world by the World Economic Forum and by their puppets in governments in nations worldwide. And this imposter who is acting as if he's Biden so that he could fill the seat of the American president, he is pushing this agenda big time. He recently signed an executive order that paves the way for this transhumanist agenda. The executive order reads as follows. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies 
and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way in which we write software and program computers. Unlock the power of biological data, including through computing tools and artificial intelligence. So it is obvious why this actor, this imposter, this fake Biden had to be positioned in order to steer America towards this agenda. So how did this imposter get into that position in the first place? Well, several former generals and colonels from the US military have come forward and they have been revealing undeniable evidence that the 2020 presidential election was rigged. Everybody in this country, everybody in the world knows that this election on the 3rd of November was a total ripoff. It was a fraudulent election. We have had foreign interference from multiple countries and, uh, and Donald Trump was the clear winner. For the next four days after the 3rd of November, from about the 4th through the 7th, 8th of November, they just started stuffing the ballot boxes and everybody knows it and they got caught. They got caught with their hands in the proverbial cookie jar, so that's where we are. In terms of the election, what we know is that the election was won by Donald Trump that night. Approximately 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night, 80 to 90% of the precincts in nationwide, Trump won hands down, hands down. And then all of a sudden we had this very, very uncertain, you know, the everything stops. We've never had that in our country, in our, in our presidential election. So five states shut down. Joe Biden goes to bed. I mean, he, he probably never came out of the basement. And so um, then what happened was they realized, they being the Democratic machine, they realized that the algorithms that they put into these Dominion machines and these what's called ESNS, which is electronic security systems, 95% of the, of the electronic voting done in this country is done by those two systems, Dominion and ESNS, okay? The majority of people in this country don't even realize that. Those machines are, are and the companies behind them are partially owned by the Chinese Communist Party. The Communist Chinese Party paid $200 million in 2014 to Dominion, and they, and they paid in October, I believe it was October of 2020, another $400 million put into this company. So we have uh, foreign interference from China, we have foreign interference from Serbia, we have foreign interference from Italy, from uh, Spain, from Germany, and then on the 3rd of November, the FBI and CISA, which is that guy Krebs, right? Krebs who came out and said, hey, there's no foreign interference at all about a week after the election. CISA is a Homeland Security Cyber Security Agency. On the 30th of October, 2020, and on the 3rd of November, both in, a, in what's called a joint Intelligence advisory, the FBI and CISA issued an advisory saying that Iran is mucking around in our, in our election system. They were doing it on the 3rd of November, which is the day of the election. The FBI and the, and the Department of Homeland Security both said there's foreign interference in our election on election day by the country of Iran. There's a, a person who is telling the world what Italy's role was using the uh, uh, satellite, uh, Italian government satellite, and, and they were they were changing votes. But there were there were many countries that were doing that. But it had to be controlled from China using hammer and scorecard, in my opinion, because you couldn't have so many different attacks because you'd be you'd, you'd be changing numbers in all the 50 states that just wouldn't match up. That has to be synchronous. Taking control, they have taken control 
of our society. There is even a video recording of an Italian top lawyer who reads an affidavit from an Italian government official who confesses under oath that he was part of an operation led by the US Embassy in Rome to use defense satellites that switched millions of votes from Trump to Biden. Professor Alfio Urso, lawyer of Via Vittorio Emanuele Catania, do hereby provide the following affidavit of facts as conveyed in several meetings with the high-level army security services official. Under instruction and direction of U.S. persons working from the U.S. Embassy in Rome undertook the operation to switch data from the U.S. election of 3rd November 2020 from significant margin of victory from Donald Trump to Joe Biden in a number of states where Joe Biden was losing the vote totals. Defendant states that he was working in Pescara facility of Leonardo Spa and utilized military-grade cyber warfare encryption capabilities to transmit switched votes via military satellite of Fushino Tower to Frankfurt, Germany. The defendant swears that the data in some cases may have been switched to represent more than total voters registered. The defendant at the states is willing to testify to all individuals and entities involved in the switching of votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden when he shall be in total protection from himself and his family. Defendant states he has secured in an undisclosed location the backup of the original data and data switched upon instruction to provide evidence at court in this matter. I hereby declare and swear the above state's facts have been stated in my presence. There's also footage from surveillance cameras that has revealed how thousands of people have been stuffing ballot boxes with countless fake ballots for Biden. And you can see this footage with your own eyes in the movie 2000 Mules. And then you have the documentaries, absolute proof and scientific proof, that even uncover the actual servers in China that were also used to switch innumerable votes from Trump to Biden. So why have all these nations worked together to remove Trump from office? We find the answer if we listen to the speeches that Trump has given, for example, at the General Assembly of the United Nations and at the yearly conference at the World Economic Forum. Trump made very bold and very fearless statements against their agenda of a one-world government and total world domination. Each of us here today is the emissary of a distinct culture, a rich history, and a people bound together by ties of memory, tradition, and the values that make our homelands like nowhere else on Earth. That is why America will always choose independence and cooperation over global governance, control, and domination. I honor the right of every nation in this room to pursue its own customs, beliefs, and traditions. 
The United States will not tell you how to live or work or worship. We only ask that you honor our sovereignty in return. In America, we believe in the majesty of freedom and the dignity of the individual. We believe in self-government and the rule of law. And we prize the culture that sustains our liberty, a culture built on strong families, deep faith, and fierce independence. We celebrate our heroes. We treasure our traditions. And above all, we love our country. Inside everyone in this great chamber today, and everyone listening all around the globe, there is the heart of a patriot that feels the same powerful love for your nation, the same intense loyalty to your homeland. The passion that burns in the hearts of patriots and the souls of nations has inspired reform and revolution, sacrifice and selflessness, scientific breakthroughs, and magnificent works of art. Our task is not to erase it, but to embrace it, to build with it, to draw on its ancient wisdom, and to find within it the will to make our nations greater, our region safer, and the world better. To unleash this incredible potential in our people, we must defend the foundations that make it all possible. Sovereign and independent nations are the only vehicle where freedom has ever survived. Democracy has ever endured, where peace has ever prospered. And so we must protect our sovereignty and our cherished independence above all. So together, let us choose a future of patriotism, prosperity, and pride. Let us choose peace and freedom over domination and defeat. And let us come here to this place to stand for our people and their nations, forever strong, forever sovereign, forever just, and forever thankful for the grace and the goodness and the glory of God. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless the nations of the world. Thank you very much. Thank you. President Trump radically confronted the nefarious agenda of diminishing individual nations in the favor of global governance. During his second speech at the General Assembly of the United Nations, President Trump was even more direct. Our time is one of great contests, high stakes, and clear choices. The essential divide that runs all around the world and throughout history is once again thrown into stark relief. It is the divide between those whose thirst for control deludes them into thinking they are destined to rule over others, and those people and nations who want only 
to rule themselves. I have the immense privilege of addressing you today as the elected leader of a nation that prizes liberty, independence, and self-government above all. Americans know that in a world where others seek conquest and domination, our nation must be strong in wealth, in might, and in spirit. That is why the United States vigorously defends the traditions and customs that have made us who we are. Like my beloved country, each nation represented in this hall has a cherished history, culture, and heritage that is worth defending and celebrating, and which gives us our singular potential and strength. The free world must embrace its national foundations. It must not attempt to erase them or replace them. Looking around and all over this large, magnificent planet, the truth is plain to see. If you want freedom, take pride in your country. If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. And if you want peace, love your nation. Wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nations who protect their citizens, respect their neighbors, and honor the differences that make each country special and unique. Globalism exerted a religious pull over past leaders, causing them to ignore their own national interests. But as far as America is concerned, those days are over. Love of our nations makes the world better for all nations. So to all the leaders here today, join us in the most fulfilling mission a person could have, the most profound contribution anyone can make. Lift up your nations, cherish your culture, honor your histories, treasure your citizens, make your country strong and prosperous and righteous, honor the dignity of your people, and nothing will be outside of your reach. When our nations are greater, the future will be brighter, our people will be happier, and our partnerships will be stronger. With God's help, together we will cast off the enemies of liberty and overcome the oppressors of dignity. When President Trump spoke at the World Economic Forum, he did the exact same thing. The strategy of the globalists is to always create fear by projecting doom and destruction over our world. They do this so that the people would be terrified and then ready to accept their quote-unquote salvation, which literally means imposing totalitarian dictatorships, stealing all rights and freedoms from the people. President Trump literally exposed that right in their midst 
And he said that America would not go along with their agenda. But to embrace the possibilities of tomorrow, we must reject the perennial prophets of doom and their predictions of the apocalypse. These alarmists always demand the same thing, absolute power to dominate, transform, and control every aspect of our lives. We will never let radical socialists destroy our economy, wreck our country, or eradicate our liberty. America will always be the proud, strong, and unyielding bastion of freedom. So it is clear why they had to remove him. And one of the billionaires who pushes the agenda of the globalists is George Soros. He announced that President Trump would be removed from office because he was so-called a threat to the world. Clearly, I consider the Trump administration a danger to the world, but I regard it as a purely temporary phenomenon that will disappear in 2020. And indeed, that's what they did. They executed an unprecedented international operation to steal the presidential election. The reason I make this video is to show you a few things. First of all, that there is organized crime at the highest level of our nations. This doesn't only happen in America. Recently in Brazil, the exact same thing happened, where the most popular president of Brazil in all of the history of that country, Jair Bolsonaro, loved by the people like no one else. He supposedly was rejected by the Brazilian people in favor of a guy who, just like Biden, was extremely unpopular, only had a few people at his, his rallies. But he is pushing the agenda of the globalists. He is forcing the plan to destroy Brazil and make it a nation that will be completely submitted to the totalitarian tyranny of a one-world government. And Donald Trump is the one who exposed them clearly. He called them out for what they are. These alarmists always demand the same thing, absolute power to dominate, transform, and control every aspect of our lives. I want to invite you to open your eyes. Stop pretending as if nothing is wrong. The Roman Empire was real. Chinese Empire, British Empire, Greek, Spanish Empire, they were all very real. These tyrants haven't gone anywhere. It's now our turn in the course of history to stand up against criminal, dark, evil tyrants and to protect our children and to make sure that we build a better world. So please share this video far and wide. It is imperative that we wake up the people. Don't be the one where the spreading of this important message stops because you're afraid to show it to somebody else. If we all keep sharing this, then we can break through their suffocating stranglehold over all of humanity and inform the people about what's really going on. I also invite you to go to the website stopworldcontrol.com and watch other documentaries that will powerfully inform you and help you to defend your life and help you to build a world of freedom, goodness and justice. A world where people can flourish instead of be oppressed by tyrants.
Okay, I'm back. That was pretty powerful, wasn't it? Um, yeah, the stark change in Biden's appearance is uh, quite noticeable. Even people overseas are seeing it. Um, the part that, well, there's the whole thing got to me. <laughs> you know, I, I really enjoyed the whole the video. But uh, that Harari, uh, you've all know Her- Noah Harari. Um, well, that guy's got some answering to do <laughs> on the last day. And he will, too. Um, I mentioned the last time I tried to do this video that he is probably the best candidate for Antichrist or Anti-Messiah that there is. Or at least the false prophet, maybe with Klaus Schwab being the Antichrist. I don't know, or, you know, switch them around, who knows. But um, anyway... Um, he talked about going beyond the God of the Bible um, and that thing about, ah, <laughs> that was interesting. I never heard that before. But um, I know that um, I am that I am when uh, Yahweh said I am that I am, uh, told, telling Moses to go and uh, let the Israelites know that he was on his way um, or that, you know, f- freedom was on its way. Um, I know that that term is Iyah, Asher, Iyah. So this guy, you know, he's not making something up or coming out with some kind of false doctrine or something like that. That is definitely the way to pronounce it. Sorry, folks. I wear these wire rim glasses and it, they mess up. Um, yeah, but the... And it, it, it was so funny because, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, well, Harari was like, well, uh, you know, yeah, God is, uh, he, he made animals and trees and birds and giraffes and everything else. Uh, he creates living things. No, he forgets, he leaves out that God created the heavens and the earth too. So all the stars that are out there, all the molecules, all the atoms, all the quarks that are, not quarks, um, uh, all the different uh, types of stars that are out there, um, planets and asteroids and and keeping them all in motion and and everything else he really discredits Yahweh for you know just being a creator God that created a few things a few uh, uh he what did he call him like the organic God or something like that well he created all the inorganics too all the chemicals and the silicone that Harari wants to use to make computer chips uh didn't just form on its own Yahweh made it uh, so anyway, uh, I'll tell you, and you gotta, like I said, folks, I, I wish that more people would think things out that they'd be uh, critical thinkers, because if you're a critical thinker, you could take people like Harari and rip them to shreds, you know, because they're, they're banking on the fact that most people in this world are not critical thinkers and are going to believe that since Harari's a scientist, um, and that he talks a good game that he knows what he's talking about and they accept that so i don't know oh excuse me folks i'm sorry it's been a long day a long week um i do want to read a couple of articles and talk about another aspect of things that uh, you may not have thought about but um every once in a while they these things beat like bongos on my brain so you wonder how close we are to uh, being able to implant things in the human mind and stuff like that without doing radical surgery or, or you know, things like that. Uh, anyway, um, sorry, I say things like that a lot. 
But there's, um, I thought it was quite interesting, uh, an article on uh, Natural News, um, and I'm going to read it to you if that's okay. Yeah, let's see. It's uh, titled MRNA COVID injections causing some recipients to experience drastic personality changes. Why? Well, isn't that interesting? You know, maybe these self-assembling structures that are in there are getting into the human minds and reprogramming, reprogramming brains. Hmm, maybe. Okay, and hey, you know me when I read these articles, I like to uh, give credit to the author, of course, but but to also look at all the um, taglines. So the tags are bad health, bad medicine, brain, brain damage, brain function, chemical violence, COVID, lobotomy, medical violence, mental health, mind-body science, uh, mRNA, personality, vaccine, vaccine damage, vaccine D-A-M-G-E. I don't know if you meant to put that twice or not. Um, Vaccine injury, vaccine wars. Uh, vaccines. I'll get over this, folks. Just I yawn for a little while, and then I'm cool. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Natural news. Last month, during an international crimes investigative, investigative committee, the ICIC session, attorney Dr. Reiner Fulmach uh, interviewed Professor Sukrit Bhakti. <laughs> Sorry. These names are hard to read when you're tired. Uh, Professor Dr. Karina Rice, Dr. Naomi Wolf, and Dr. Peter R. Bregan about the damage uh, effects of the mRNA mRNA vaccinations from COVID, for COVID. Uh, One of the uh, topics they discuss is how the shots damage the small capillaries in the brain, override the brain's blood barrier, and cause extensive brain damage that oftentimes results in extreme personality changes. Okay, so they're attributing it to brain damage. I'll talk about something after it, though, that maybe might be doing it, too. Uh, Some who take the mRNA shots end up experiencing a broken will, which is not exactly a normal side effect of a vaccine. Uh, What are these things uh, doing to people to change the way that the brain functions? That was a subject of discussion, which you can watch in full um, on... uh, it says either below or at the expose, and the expose has a link. So, for, hey, folks, if you go to um, Natural News and you look up this article, uh, you'll be able to go to it and then go to all these different uh, links that they have in here. During the interview, Wolf unpacked what was the most oh, Wolf unpacked what the post-injection breaking of people's will looks like in real life. While Bregan highlighted the disturbing parallels between the mRNA injections, or what they're doing, to the brain and the effects of actual lobotomy, it quickly becomes clear that their discussion could that in their discussion that the COVID injection campaign is, in fact, one of the most brutal and savage crimes against humanity that's ever been committed, all in the name of public health, no less. Okay, previously healthy and vibrant people have become docile. And forgetful post-injection, Fulmacher says. All right. One of the things that Fulmacher and his wife have noticed personally is that servers at local uh, restaurants who were once full of life and very sharp and interactive are no longer their normal selves. Some of them are constantly forgetting things and having to come back to the table while others are now docile 
while they had previously been strong personalities. Wolf explained that she too has noticed this, and there are reasons for it that uh, Bacotti and it, uh, Bacotti said is caused by the breaking of the blood-brain barrier and insertion of mRNA into the brain tissue. And the plan, Bacardi further revealed in several presentations, has given us to eventually make all vaccines contain mRNA. God forbid. But you know, folks, they're talking about this new flu shot having the mRNA in it. So if you're planning on it and you haven't gotten it yet, you might want to think twice. I'm not offering medical advice. I'm just offering a warning that you might want to do a little research before you do uh, what they want you to do. Uh, what people do not understand is that all the MRA va- mRNA vaccines are dangerous and are going to threaten life, Bacardi told the audience. It does not matter whether the vaccine encodes for the spike protein, for measles protein, for the flu. It does, ma- it does not matter. Why? Because the whole danger of the vaccine stems from the ability of the immune system to, rec- uh, to recognize non-self. The damage this causes to nervous uh, systems is something that can be tangibly measured and observed, which is uh, yeah, which is the discussion highlights. Uh, people who got jabbed are no longer themselves in many cases, expressing unusual emotions, which are not previously part of who they were or prior to the uh, injections. People, colleagues of mine, after they got the injection, would be more much more dualistic in their thinking much more rigid. And if you know the structure of the brain, that makes sense, Wolf uh, further explains at her observations. If people thinking is if people's thinking is more rigid and there's damage to the neural structures, there seems to be something worth asking uh, more about and also about uh, excuse me, I also knew that people were about or angrier, less ability to modulate emotions, more primal reactions to provocation. Uh, people have also been saying that the changes are aff- affective. Uh, in other words, people who were previously warm and affectionate are people who became cold and distant or cutting off other people. Uh, more of this is available in a full interview, and that uh, you can go to chemicalviolence.com and read more about that. Um, yeah, it could have to do with bridging the brain barrier, blood brain barrier. But um, if you look, oh, well, actually, we'll get into that in a few minutes. But um, if if the fact that these things are self-assembling and they can go into the brain and then self-assemble and start controlling people, that's another way to start looking at it. You know, it's. Um, but when it starts affecting personalities, that's not good. <laughs> it's going to lead to a lot of problems. Um, some of them which I don't have to explain. Okay. Now, let's go into something called Neuralink. Actually, what's our time look like here? Uh, 126. Actually, we're going to have to skip Neuralink. But, and we talked about it earlier in another show anyway. But Neuralink is actually something that uh, Elon Musk is uh, developing. And it's uh, something that can be put into an injection, injected into the brain. And then when it crosses the brain blood-brain barrier goes into the brain and can implant itself on a part of the brain. Scary stuff. Um, And the fact that Elon Musk is working on it really bothers me because I like the guy, but this is going to turn him into public enemy number one as far as I'm concerned. Um, And then I have to put him in God's hands and let him take care of him. But anyway, um, there's not only is uh, he working on it, but uh, real quick... 
if I can get this thing to go there. Um, there's a Neuralink has a competitor uh, nor, named uh, Synchron, and it's launching human trials on first commercial brain computer interface uh, studies here. So uh, Elon Musk needs, if he wants to get going, he needs to crack at it and get going. But um, maybe he sees uh, not so much worth in it, but this other company does. And so they're working towards it, and that's kind of freaky. Okay, now, with the last half hour that we have, I want to bring up something that, <laughs> of course, is going to sound kind of strange. Um, it wouldn't if I wasn't doing it. Um, th I believe the Bible talks about everything, okay? If you look hard enough and look honestly enough, you're going to find something about what you're researching or what's happening today. And... Um, We've I've talked many times about the scripture in Daniel 2, uh, where it talks about the feet of iron clay. We'll talk about that again tonight, how it could equate to uh, an alien or an extraterrestrial presence trying to breed with the human race. And if you've studied anything on this, you know that that's what's happening. Um, and you also know that they're not aliens. They're actually extraterrestrials. I mean, they're actually, <laughs> excuse me, fallen angels. They want us to believe they're extraterrestrials. Uh, they're fallen angels in the guise of extraterrestrials, and they've been around for millennia, and it's all throughout Scripture that they've been around. Um, of course, before the flood, after the flood, there was a second incursion where there were Nephilim produced. Um, uh, I think it's Peter talks about uh, keeping your wives safe and uh, keeping their head covered, uh, meaning that she had male authority over them. Uh, because of the angels, he says. So this thing was still going on at the time of Yeshua's, um, uh, when his visit to earth, when he came and died for us. Um, so it's, uh, and it, it's continued throughout the ages. Uh, there's a book, uh, Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures by Michael Mott, which is very good. And it talks about, about from the Middle Ages and on what these things have done, um, how they've kidnapped children and women. Uh, this is where we get the term changelings. A changeling was a child that was stolen from the crib, and another child was brought back similar, but not quite the same. Um, so it's it's an interesting read, and I, I highly recommend you get it. I haven't talked to Michael in years, um, so I'm not plugging a book for him, but uh, it's great for research purposes, okay? So... Um, the two things I want to explore, let's go into the Daniel 2 thing real quick, okay? Uh, in this scenario, Daniel is talking to King Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar's had a dream, and he's troubled by it. And he says, uh, okay, I want to get all the wise men of, um, of uh, Babylon together, and you guys are going to tell me not just what the dream is about, but you're going to tell me what the dream was. And, of course, they could, none of them could figure it out because those people are all charlatans and frauds. And he's threatening to kill them. And so the order goes out to kill these people. And uh, somehow Nebuchadnezzar gets word that there's this guy in jail named Daniel who uh, is also one of these people. Well, Daniel finds out about it and says, hey, listen, take me to the king and I'll, you know, I'll be able to, to do this. And so they bring him to Nebuchadnezzar and Nebuchadnezzar okay, he says, now tell me what the dream was and then tell me what it means. And so Daniel tells him exactly what the dream was about. It was about a statue that had like five different kinds of metals in it. One, two, three, four, actually, or five. Uh, the head was made of gold. The breastplate was made of silver. The 
the torso area and the hips were made of um, uh, silver, uh, excuse me, bronze. And um, the uh, the legs and the feet were made of steel and the feet were made of, uh, or the toes were made of uh, iron and steel. Uh, excuse me, iron and miry clay. Okay. So Daniel gets rewarded for this. He's sprung from jail, of course, and he's given a very high office in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's uh, government. Okay, so what happens um, when he's describing this to Nebuchadnezzar? He describes what I told you about the the different metals being different kingdoms, but he says the last kingdom is is weird because it's um, it's going to be strong and weak. It's going to be strong because it's made out of iron, but it's it's going to be weak because the feet and toes are made out of iron and clay. And he says, and, and he goes on to say that you know, and after that, a stone that was not built by human hands was came out of heaven and crashed into the statue. It fell and turned into dust, and the winds blew it away. But the stone became a kingdom that would last forever. Obviously, talking about the uh, the return of Yeshua to take up his Messiahship in in Israel over the whole world. Um, at his second coming so that takes care of that now so you talk about iron and clay well if you read in um, in Genesis what does God or Yahweh make man out of he forms him out of the dust of the earth or clay okay so there you have the clay so the iron is a uh, is strength it's um, and if you look and read about the the Roman Empire, man, it was strong. It was it was non-yielding. It uh, you either did what it said or you were dead. It kind of do what I say or you're dead. Uh, anyway, I was thinking that was quite a rhyme there. Um, anyway, uh, so we talk about this and and the scripture in Daniel, which is what I want to read here. I, I kind of give you a background of what's going on. Okay. And let's see, we'll pick up in verse 40 of chapter 2. He's explaining this to Nebuchadnezzar. He says, And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, forasmuch as iron breaketh into pieces and subdueth all things. And as iron is that breaketh all these, it shall break into pieces and bruise. In other words, anything it touches. And whereas thou saw the feet of the toes, the feet and the toes, excuse me, part of potter's clay and part of iron the kingdom shall be divided but there shall be in it strength of the iron for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay and as the toes were of the feet were part iron and part clay so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken and whereas thou sawest iron mixed with clay with miry clay excuse me they remember that word they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men but they shall not cleave to one another even as iron is not mixed with clay and in those days of these kings uh, shall the god of heaven set up a kingdom which shall not be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be uh, left to other people but it shall break into pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever then it talks about the stone being cut out of a mountain and doing that bringing the statue apart um so they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men and not they should not cleave to one another well men of course um in the toes would be the uh, the clay but what's the iron now for the longest part remember it says they're not mingle with one another in other words they will not cleave to one another they will not actually 
this experiment will not work. Okay, this is the way I'm putting it. Um, so, if it's if the uh, if the clay is men or mankind, what's the iron? Now, for the longest time, I thought it was, and it still could be. Okay, it could have dualistic meaning. Uh, it was uh, the alien intrusion, the um, the fallen angels that are again in in the form of aliens. Uh, abducting men and women, taking their sperm and ovum and making uh, these uh, what uh, David Jacobs calls high hubrids, um, uh, mostly human, but part alien. And, um, and from what I understand, they're quite convincing looking. And um, well, anyway, so, yeah, it could be that. OK, because you have the strength of the spiritual realm with the uh, the weakness of the, the mortal realm, that being humanity. Uh, but now that I'm looking at this and I'm looking at uh, the um, the cyborg thing and the transhumanism thing and, and, and such, um, I'm starting to wonder if uh, the clay and the iron are really humanity and also technology or um, the powers behind technology because that would explain transhumanism because they're they're trying to meld man with machine and yes machine will be put inside of men or on men but it'll still be a separate and distinct thing even if it even if it um let me try to say here even if it mixes quite well with human flesh it will not totally replace it and that's we go back to the video we we just watched you know that the cyborgs will not save humanity okay uh very very good title and i think this guy's onto something he hasn't really talked about it in the video but um i think he might believe sort of the same thing um so now that brings us to another question another scenario okay if this is true which it quite possibly could be okay Let's uh, well. Let's look at a, a page here um, that I found. It says, "Do some passages in the Bible reveal, uh, book of Revelation? Excuse me, seem to talk about AI?" Okay. Um, I want to make sure this is not a very okay. It's not very long. Yeah. Okay. It'll give you kind of an idea where I'm coming from here, and then we can. I just gave you one example of it, but let's see what this guy says. He's talking about the book of Revelation. Uh, and let's see who is the author here. Okay. Well, it says by news, <laughs> uh, July 19, 2020, five minute read. It says also there's a um, subtitle revelation is notoriously obscure, but a passage about future total control state gives pause for thought. Okay, here we go. John Lennox, author of 2084. I'm going to have to read that now. Um, art, and it's 2084, Artificial Intelligence and the Future of Humanity. And I guess he wrote it in 2020. He's not only a emeritus professor of mathematics at Oxford University, but also pastoral advisor to Green Templeton College at Oxford. In a podcast, Does Revelation Talk About Artificial Intelligence? Which Robert J. Marks, director of the Walter Bradley Institute, he addresses the title question: Do some passages in the Book of Revelation talk about artificial intelligence? Robert, uh, let's see. Selections from the transcript provided below. 
Uh, the complete downloadable transcript may be found following the show notes and resources. Can AI replace the need for belief in God? Uh, provides an account of an earlier portion of a lively discussion. Okay. Robert J. Marks right. And it says, uh, the last question I want to ask you, uh, you offered a conjecture in your conjecture in your book about some passages in Revelation and possibly they could relate to the adoption of artificial intelligence. And John Lennox said, well, of course, the book of Revelation tends to be very controversial because there are a lot of symbols in it. But C.S. Lewis taught me a long time ago that symbols usually stand for reality. And we've got to ask ourselves, what is the reality about the book of Revelation is talking? And very briefly put, in Revelation 13, we read about an animal or the beast, and it's clearly talking about a world authority or leader. And we read that it commands the construction of an image that is an image of another animal or human. Get that, or human. And it gives breath to this. And as a result, is world. And as a result, is world deception and control, and all who refuse to bow and acknowledge the authority of this beast or human, um, whatever it is, are killed. So you're dealing with a scenario for social control that is absolute. And then there's a quote here. Hold on a second. Uh, Christian Bible Reference explains that Revelation, the last book of the New Testament, is written in, to encourage seven churches in a region of Roman Empire that is now Western Turkey. Uh, if the conventional dating of roughly 95 AD is accepted, the word would be the book would be part of a response to the cruelties of the Emperor Domitian, who reigned from 81 to 96 AD. Okay, from Revelation 13, here's a scripture verse 15 and it goes like through 17 i guess uh the second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak <clears throat> and caused all who refused to worship the image to be killed it also forced all people great and small rich and poor free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark which is the name of the beast and the number of its name now, just coming out of COVID, where we were told we were going to be threatened with things uh, like uh, COVID passports, and if we didn't have one, we wouldn't be able to buy or sell, this is really starting to hit a mark, although I don't believe that that was the mark of the beast. Okay, so John Lennox continues here. And what is intriguing and rather chilly, chilling about the light of our AI developments is that freedom to buy and sell is determined by wearing a, some kind of mark or an implanted chip. Tegmark talks about bracelets that people may have to wear that will determine whether they are or they are or not, whether or not they're regarded as socially acceptable. And we've already got that kind of social acceptability factor in credit systems that being that's being rolled up with the Chinese population today. So it's relatively easy to see how this kind of thing could come about. Okay, John Lennox. Um, now, I'm not the one I'm not one of those speculators that know exactly what it means, but I'm interested in what it stands for. And you've got something that appears to give breath to another creature, to an image actually, which is presumably a material thing. And it's so effective that it causes the whole world to worship it, 
which is a fascinating concept, then then are we here? And that's a question. It's partial realization of AGI. Uh, we don't really know, but we do know, looking back in history, that every stage of human beings that have set up images and bowed down to them, to worship them, and what technology will produce one day is probably beyond the, our wildest dreams. For that reason, I want to take this scenario as seriously, indeed, as much more seriously than take Mark's scenario. And it has a note here. Max Tegmark has argued that AI can be the best thing for humanity, uh, and that's in The New Scientist. Elsewhere, he has said uh, all of today's great problems can be solved with better technology ultimately, and AI is a crucial part of that, um, and that's in Venture Beat. So, folks, there you have it, and that's an idea that came to me, and then all of a sudden I found this article. So it kind of was a confirmation of what had come to my brain by the Holy Spirit, I have no doubt. Um, so is the image of the beast going to be an AI figure? Uh, another question that I have that's a possibility is that the Antichrist going to be an alien-human hybrid? Is he going to be an AI-human hybrid? There's another one right there. Or is he going to be an alien or a human that has gotten AI from aliens? I don't know. The, the whole scenario is vast, and, you know, it's it's uh, something that uh, is really um, interesting to try to, the, to, to figure out and work out, but not to the point where it consumes you. So, folks, I'm going to go ahead, and um, I presented all this stuff, so think about it ruminate on these things, uh, check it with scripture, and see what you come up with, okay? So, may the Lord bless you and keep you, may he make his face to rise upon you and be gracious unto you, may he watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, your lying down, may he bring you the peace that passes all understanding in Yeshua's holy precious name, amen.